Hey, Jay, have you heard about BustedTees.com? I mean, I set up our account and I've bought shirts there, so yeah. Just, I'm trying to do a promo. Just just work with me here, okay? <sighs> okay. Tell me about BustedTees.com. Gladly. They sell pop culture and geek-inspired apparel, accessories, and more. And their stuff is awesome. You like Star Wars, Jay? I do. You like video games? Yeah, I do, yeah. Harry Potter? Yeah, I do. Star Trek? Yeah. Humorous tees in general? Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Some badass socks, cups, hats, uh-huh. hoodies, bunch more, all that stuff? Why, yes, I, I, I do like those things, Matt. Well, then you know what you should do? You should head over to BustedTees.com and shop all their cool gear. And at checkout, put Jason25945 in the discount code spot. You'll get a nice chunk of change off, and it helps us out to boot. That's BustedTees.com. Discount code Jason25945. BustedTees.com. Designs that pop culture. What's up, gang? Jason Emmett here, and we're about to give you our social media information with a quickness so that you can contact us and be a part of the show. First, we have a website, TheMixtapeShow.com. Head over there, find out all the good stuff you want, links to everything, interviews, playlists, places you can leave us a review. It's all there on the website, including direct links to our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. We also have a phone number, and you can leave us a voicemail. You should leave us a voicemail. That number is 513-437-2377. Easiest way to remember it, 513-HE-RAD-77. Hey, if you've been listening to the show for a while, I don't know if you're listening through iTunes or Pandora or Spotify, it doesn't really matter. If you could take like 30 seconds, click that little review bar, we would greatly appreciate it. We love you, so please, it helps. Please share the show with your friends. We would greatly appreciate that as well. And that's it. That's all I'm giving you right now. We're going to go ahead and kick into this week's episode. We love you. I'm so okay. glad I, I, I that will record. not make it to air. I'm mean, already that is record. Horrendous. <laughs> oh my god. Um, gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Who has a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? Who makes a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? You do do. As Matt would say, hey, we're back. Hey, hey guys. Back. We're back. Yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, Jason, I'm in here. Casey Masterpiece here. Uh, Twisted Good Matt here. And Stu. Every, every <laughs> single person paused. And <laughs> well, the addition of the word here, I think, threw everyone off for a second. Like, I guess yeah. we're doing this now. Yeah. You know, it's, sometimes you just got to change shit up, man. Just do it. Sometimes. <laughs> so uh, last time. Last episode, we talked about 80s alt-rock, or if you were Kevin, just 80s, whatever the fuck you wanted to talk about. And uh, <laughs> Club Nouveau, please for say, some reason. Please say it didn't get worse. No, no. Okay. He's got some weird stuff, but uh, I definitely, I'm 
it's it's alternative in my book what okay. he's what he brought this week. Everybody did. I'm more excited about the '90s um, than the '80s and even the 2000s. And Stewie and I were just talking about it uh, because he's like, man, the 2000s were kind of hard because. I kept finding all this stuff that said it was alt rock, but like, I don't consider it that. I'm like, I know that happened mm-hmm. a lot. And I think it's like, we briefly mentioned it last week is it's weird. Yeah. It's just, if something, Matt, I think you touched upon it last week and we kind of got into it a little bit, but these songs would just like that one song would make the alt mm-hmm. yeah. rock list. And then, so technically that that's fair. You know, if yeah. that we don't say I what's think, the best all rock group was, I think the thought was like, you don't, you know, not every band got to choose whether or not they were considered alternative or not. Yeah, I think that's what you said. And then I was like, yeah, because you're going to see all these bands that have like one song hit the chart. And, and it's still kind of true today now. Well, before we get into it, and I don't think anybody, no, no one did, but <clears throat> let me ask you guys a real quick opinion. 90s alternative. Do you guys consider Chili Peppers an alt rock band? Uh, um, I did. I mean, did you at one point? See, I always considered them more of like, okay, so this thing happened in the '90s. I know Matt will have to agree with me. Pop rock. See, I don't think so. I consider more punk. See, I want to see if Matt agrees with me on what I'm about to say. I mean, punk punk rock got softer in the '90s for the most part. If you listen to Flea and his uh, slapping bass, I mean, I guess that's kind of funk. Slapping the bass. So in the '90s, like later '90s, especially, we had this thing where a a subgenre of punk rock softened softened up. Yes, and that's what I always consider Chili Peppers this like poppy punk thing more than Mm, like I always felt like their roots were more punk. That and especially the way they acted when they came on stage. Then oh, yeah. I felt I, I would say they were funk influenced punk. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. funk with I, a I pH. Like that. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Ph funk punk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So they pop up on a lot of alternative lists. I understand why. By the way, but I don't yeah. consider them an alternative band. But some of their songs, I'm like, okay, that song I, I might uh, get on board with. And then we're actually going to start with Kevin's list this week. And his first song, I feel the same way about. With our minutes of research. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not going to skiz not, uh, skiz not posted because we were on, uh, if you guys haven't seen it on Facebook on the on the Tapeworms uh, fan page, skiz not was basically saying, you know, I, I never really considered a lot of this stuff from your 80s alt as alt rock, but he was basically saying, I just never really thought about it. I never really considered 80s as having alt rock, but apparently, you know, it did because a lot of these made alt rock charts. And I was yeah. like, well, sir, we are experts. We do minutes of research. <laughs> <laughs> Wikipedia? I, I, yeah. I use yeah, Wikipedia. In all fairness, because I know the, the people want to know, I use Wikipedia mo- mainly just to grab the chart information these days. I don't, I try not to, and I'll get like where they landed on the chart and um, like what album it came off of and what year. But most of my info I've been trying to get elsewhere because, you know, it's Wikipedia. I mean, I start out with the, the Google search of like alternative rock of the 2000s to kind of give me an idea of like, what you're looking at. I'm like, okay. And it sparks. I, yeah. You start going down a rabbit hole. You might like, see oh, one yeah, band yeah. And, and that might in your brain trigger another band that you didn't see on the list. It happens all the time. I get it. I mean, it. that's exactly what happened when I did uh, uh, yeah. Jane's Addiction. I'm like, oh, shit. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. And we, we know what Kevin does. He gets on YouTube. 
and listen oh, yeah. to R&B. I'm on there anyway. And so. he says, what's this week's show? Alt-Rock? I'm going to put on some R&B, motherfucker. <laughs> well, he did. Bobby Brown? Yep. There he we didn't go. this week. Hey, he... it's my prerogative. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah, there he goes. We're going to start with Casey's list. And uh, no, I am curious to hear or see what everybody thinks of his list. But we're going to start with this one, which kind of falls in that same vein of, do I consider these this band alt-rock? No, but I totally get it, and I could see why some people would. This is Casey's first pick. Another song you could do Weird Al or no? Oh, I know I can sing Weird Al's. I can't. <laughs> I, I know all those lyrics. I don't know. Garbles out <laughs> with all these marbles in my mouth. Um, <laughs> so Casey starts off the list with Smel- "Smells Like Teen Spirit" by Nirvana, uh, lead single from their second album, Nevermind, from 1991, the one that set them off, right? The one that created a genre, which is why I think most of us don't think of them as alternative. We think of them as grunge. Because right. it sort of started grunge, right? But where was grunge if not punk and alternative? So did they start grunge, or did like the whole Seattle scene? Well, they are. <laughs> you want to you want to start a war? <laughs> hey, you know, um, they are definitely the ones that brought grunge mainstream. I don't, I don't, I can't tell you who, where it started, but I can tell you mainstream grunge came from yeah. Nirvana. Um, I mean, I know they were the killer of the big hair bands, pretty much. So obviously, this song "Smells Like Teen Spirit" is Nirvana's biggest hit. Uh, and damn, it charted literally everywhere. Austria, Denmark, France, Belgium, Ireland. Um, it was number one in Austra- on Australia's alternative list, number seven in the UK, number six on the Billboard Hot 100, and it was number one on the Billboard alternative chart. So mm. there you go. Um, tell you guys a little bit about the song as Matt just <laughs> made some Weird Al references, but the lyrics to the song were actually so hard for them to decipher that certain radio stations refused to play it because they didn't know if they were saying shit that they needed to be censored or not. Uh, they they finally kind of showed them, no, we, we're not. <laughs> the lyrics are fine. Uh, this song is considered a teen anthem of revolution. So there's a couple of different books uh, where you can get some info if you want to. Uh, there's a book called Teen Spirit, The Stories Behind Every Nirvana Song. It describes this song as a typical murky Cobain exploration of meaning and meaningless. The song is alternatively a sarcastic reaction to the idea of actually having a revolution, yet it also embraces the idea. So there's one look on it. Then you got Kurt Cobain. Uh, There's Come As You Are, the story of Nirvana, in which Kurt Cobain says he felt a duty to Describe what I felt about my surroundings and my generation and people my age. The entire song is made up of contradictory ideas. It's just making fun of the thought of having a revolution, but it's a nice thought. Um, he had also went on later to change that thought. Like He said that's what it was about, but then later he would say other things. Personally, I like what Dave Grohl had to say about this song. Um, Dave Grohl said... Just seeing Kurt write the lyrics to a song five minutes before he first sings them, you just kind of find it a little bit hard to believe that the song has a lot to say about something. You need <laughs> syllables to fill up space, or you need something that rhymes. 
<laughs> so, yeah. so this was Kevin's pick. This was Kevin's pick. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna. I'm. I don't know if you already know some of this information. I, I listened to uh, Dave Grohl on an interview with uh, uh, what's the guy from Neptune's? Oh, Pharrell. Uh, Pharrell. Pharrell. Yeah, they were talking. He was talking to Pharrell, and he was like, "I'm like a basic drummer, not not anything special." And he's like, "The smells like Teen Spirit." I picked parts from like the Gap Band and all that, and and like the beginning drums, the it was like that was like from the Gap Band. I'm like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. So what you're saying is he? So Kevin picks, was kind of like stuff up from bands that. He's, like had, we he's said. still got his, like, uh, his R&B or funk. I was, I was going to say, are you trying to drag his, his R&B <laughs> roots back into Hey, man, yeah. this song made it on at least two alternative charts, including number one on the U.S. So, listen, I, I think there's a strong case to, to be made that while Nirvana went into the world of grunge, where did grunge come from, if not punk mm, and alternative? Right. You know, and a lot of those early alternative <clears throat> bands were kind of grungy, if you think about it. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's okay. It's this next song of Kevin's that's that's Uh-oh. the weird pick this week because he always has at least one. Uh, I think I think I mentioned this on the when we hinted at it on the '80s episode that Matt and Kevin and I guess even Stu sometimes not as much because we've always listened to some similar music and then I'm more mainstream. Then you listen to shit that I just don't like. Um, so you, you can't really introduce me to bands like Slipknot because I don't care, <laughs> but. Matt and Kevin have both introduced me to some weird music over the years um, that I, I wouldn't have known otherwise. I introduced you to Paper Tongues. You did introduce me to the Paper Tongues. That is true. Yeah. And because of them, I discovered the Neon Trees. Yep. So there you go. Yeah. Um, but these two over here will introduce me to some weird stuff. And usually um, I like what Matt introduces me to, and I don't know how to feel about what Kevin introduces me to, <laughs> and uh, well, I, I give don't you know how to feel. I give you Exhibit A, <laughs> Kevin's next next choice. It's I know my chicken. You've got to know your chicken, but you're not far off. Um, so listen, there are moments on this show that have happened over the last few years that make me just what the fuck. Yeah, this is one of them. <laughs> this is this is Mato, All right, and I only know this band because of KC, but I do know this band because of it's kind of kind of like Little Big. Um, yeah, because of Matt. Ah, uh, Little Big. They're sort of like a Japanese version of Little Big. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. but... My guilty pleasure. They have this weird kind of... So this is Know Your Chicken, Chibomato from 1996. They have this weird, like, if Bjork went techno thing. <laughs> like, I don't know how else to... Yeah, okay. Anyway, this, okay. this is... I, I kind of see that. This is off the album Viva La Woman, um, with the lyrics delve into the concept of self-awareness and personal identity. It uses the metaphor of chickens... To represent individuality, mm. and I can't sometimes <laughs> I can't even believe what I'm reading, and the necessity <laughs> of understanding oneself, the importance of knowing one's chicken, which can be interpreted yeah. as mis- as, as un- understanding and embracing. One- I'm sorry, the importance of knowing one's chicken. 
You know what? Art is, actually, is subjective, okay? So, you know. Believe it or that's not, what that we got comes from an old Italian phrase. Does uh, it really? I, yeah, I read that from uh, one of their interviews. That's insanity but. right there. Know your chicken. Oh, I'm sure there's good. a good story to, to what know your chicken came from. I know from. my chicken grilled, fried, <laughs> boiled. <laughs> Boiled. <laughs> boiled. There's God, you're white. Boiled Jesus. chicken. Boiled <laughs> chicken. Boiling. You know, that boiled chicken. I mean, you, know, really. you kind of boil it when you're going to make, like, you shred it to put in something that you're then going to cook. Yeah, in the crock pot stuff. It's not. It's, that's crock, a, pot, yes, crock pot's not boiled, yeah. man. That's uh, yeah, no, chicken pressure cook. Picking out, though. Chicken pot pie. Chicken in the crock pot. Picking out, though. <laughs> Thanks for that, Matt. I'll never get that. Thanks for Connie, head. by the way. <laughs> um, that, that is said frequently in our house. Anytime she mentions the, putting chicken in the crock pot. So, so yeah. <laughs> now, now that's all I'm ever going to hear. But thanks. Mm-hmm. Okay, You're Kevin. Welcome. Kevin, you picked this. Um, you want to take a moment to let oh us know God, why you picked uh, Chibomato? Well, uh, when I first heard this, uh, I actually my nephew Brandon introduced me to the group Chibo Mato, and um, I thought, yeah, this is weird. So I like it, <laughs> and um, you know, I thought, yeah, this is weird. And yeah. naturally, when coming up with this list, I mean, this is probably one of the weirder ones that I could have out from their musical collection i actually like their second album better but you do realize it's alternative I, rock not weird song rock right it's well, alternative i mean it's come on. i mean it's oh no weird. it's definitely alternative it's, this is not the yeah, beaten path my friends exactly yeah. you are hey, i brought you skibbity damn it yeah, <laughs> yeah you did i mean there are I some rarities you out there skibbity damn it yeah, he's like how dare you criticize my picks <laughs> yeah <laughs> <clears throat> well we're going to go into Kevin's third pick now. Oh, um, no, it's not. Oh, oh God. Look, listen. No, no, even the, even Chibomato has its place, in my opinion. Uh, like, it's weird. Yeah. But I listen to some weird stuff sometimes. So Fair enough. That would be a great topic. We all come one time with, like, okay, here's something weird I listen to that you guys have probably never heard of. <laughs> like, that might be kind of fun sometimes. I don't know if I have any. I feel like that's every episode, but <laughs> I am fully on board for that. Yeah, cause... Really? Because I feel like I don't, I get a little obscure, but I haven't taken you guys into the Jason Weird zone yet. Yeah, I'm not oh. sure if, I'm not uh, sure if right. I have any. Like, listen, yeah. I can't explain why I like this damn song. <laughs> I just know I do. I, mean, I can I, think of one album on mine that uh, I guarantee not only have none of you heard of it, it's probably very hard to find any information on it, but it is fascinating. And I will describe it this way. Christian version of Primus. Yeah, well, You've talked about this before on the show. Yeah. So yeah. that's uh, weird. Yeah. <laughs> I should make that a episode. We've talked about that, too. But, you know. All right, let's go into KC's third and final choice. First of all, can anybody figure out the name of this song? Something 45? <laughs> no. <laughs> Actually not. Can anybody guess? Immediately guesses incorrect. It's brimful yeah. of Asha. Or as he says in the song, Asher. But it's Asha. Asher. Brimful of Asha by Corner Shop. Asher, huh? um, this is off their third album. I actually do know this song. I, I hadn't heard it in a long time and yeah. hadn't really thought about it at all. 
And when you sent it over, I was like, what is that? And then when I went and pulled it, I'm like, oh, I've heard this. Yeah. Um, that song. Okay. So this is off their album, When I Was Born for the Seventh Time from 1997. Originally, it reached number 60 on the UK singles chart. Um, there was a remix by Norman Cook, better known as, I think Matt knows this one. This is Fatboy Slim? Fatboy Slim. So he did a remix of the song, and it was re-released um, think like the following year something like that anyway that's the one that that one hit number one in the uk chart and 16 on the u.s billboard modern chart and that's the one that most people actually recognize so the song is based on the history of film culture in india it's a tribute of sorts to singer asha bone behandle i'm sorry i don't know i I can spell it if you guys want to give it a shot b-h-o-n-d-l-e no bowen okay so nobody okay and this um but it's also a tribute to the song and dance numbers in films like like I, i'm assuming like bollywood yeah so if anybody if you guys have never just like go onto youtube and just like whether you're into that stuff or not watching bollywood dance scenes is awesome oh holy shit yeah <laughs> it's so Fantastic. cool so kevin uh <laughs> what 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 brought this song to mind uh well um let's see this was like a i don't know with a brim full of ashes it's just so unique and weird and you don't hear a whole lot of like indian singers like pop singers or alternative singers mm. out there i figured like you know what let's get a little brim full of asha you know i mean i think like uh not since freddie mercury hit the stage have you heard an Indian. I don't know about that. Person. I should have brought Gaggy Ta on here because that song oh, used to yeah. drive drive my ex wife nuts. So I play it yeah. all the time. All I want to do is to do thank is you, thank you. Even, even though, though I don't, don't know who you are, are you let me let change lanes when I was driving in my car. <laughs> Such a good song. <laughs> Stu is shaking his head like God. <laughs> Have you ever heard that song, Stu? Or are you just yeah, shaking your head of embarrassment? Well, I've heard of it because he's played it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I know. I know what it does to people. Yeah. <laughs> I love that song. It's such a weird song. But it's, it's so much fun. Like, it's a yeah. really fun song. Um, all right. So we're going to move into Stewie's list. Uh, we're going to start with a song that. I was really glad to see – I do this every week. I tell you guys, like, I was glad you put that on there because I thought about it. When we were talking earlier, Matt was saying, like, sometimes it's so hard, like, to pick. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. you don't know how many times I I have a list and then I keep bumping the last song. I, I always lock two in. I know these two I want. Then there's always that one, like, I want that. But then I'm like, oh, but I want that and that. Mm-hmm. This song almost made my list, uh, but it didn't. And so, I, uh, as is always the case, when it makes somebody else, else's list, I'm glad to see it. So here is Dewey's yeah. first pick. Alright, so this is Cannonball by the Breeders, Last Splash from 1993. It's first, Not a reggae song, but sure. Yeah. What do you mean? Did That's somebody literally the lyrics that you faded out on in this reggae oh. song? <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, did we say it was? I got very confused. Well, I did. Yeah. It's not um, a reggae song. I so, thought it said something about 
I don't know. I don't. I didn't know. I that. mean, I know it and doesn't, but that sounds very. I'm going to look it up just in case. <laughs> so the thing, the first thing about this song Lyrics. is, I remember very well watching MTV one night and catching the world premiere of this video when it when it came on. Um, the it, bong in this reggae song, yeah, yeah, hey, rhymes. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's not hip hop, but you know. so Cannonball landed fifty eight in Australia, forty in the UK, and forty four on the Billboard Hot one hundred. Uh, this band was actually formed by Kim Deal of the Pixies and Tanya Donnelly of Throwing Muses, and they never, they've never, oh, shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, they've never explicitly come out and revealed what the song is actually about, but there's a lot of interpretations. Uh, most people believe it is about the roller coaster ride of emotions in a bad relationship. Also, it tells of feeling empowered, breaking free, and liberating oneself from said bad relationship. So I don't know. Um, I like this song a lot. It's a fun song, uh, but I didn't pick a Stewie. You did. Why? Because uh, I like the video. I'll actually, I'll, I'm not even sure if I liked the video. I just thought it was, <laughs> I'm not sure if I liked it. I thought it was interesting <laughs> seeing they were just basically following a, a yeah. bowling ball the entire time. We laughed, but there are so many videos where I know exactly where you're like, I like. Well, I don't, I don't know if I like it. There's, there's something about yeah. it though. It's like I can't stop <laughs> yeah. watching it. That is a cool thing about videos and music subjectively. There's some songs where I'm like, still years later, I'm like, I haven't decided if I like it or not. I mean, I know the song has yeah. nothing to do with a can, uh, uh, the a cannonball. Bowling, There's a bowling ball. It's a bowling yeah. ball just going everywhere. And I'm like, what the hell is going? Why is it? It's sort of like a car accident. Yeah, it it's like away. you want to see what yeah. happens next. I really like the, right. that that guitar riff in the song, though. It just sort of that, it just sort of it just sort of grabs yeah, you. Kind of, it's it's on that list of great opening bass lines as well. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah. For the record, did you realize that they're also from your neck of the woods, Dayton, Ohio? I did actually. Um, hmm. Yeah. There's a couple of bands that are a couple of female-led bands that are from this area, which I think is pretty cool when you start looking into it. And I, so I actually did know that. I can't tell you a ton of breeder songs, but I would love to talk to him on the show. So, oh yeah. Sure. So Matt, you you believe I believe have told me I, I know I sounded like fucking. I did. I sounded a little like Porky Pig there for a second. I was like, you bleep 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 bleep. I'll, I'll hit it. It's fine. Yeah, I didn't hit it last week. I I don't I don't know. I That's all, folks. Sing that song by the band The Darkness. I believe, 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 believe in a thing called love. <laughs> I gotta hear that. I believe in a thing called love. Um, yeah. I apparently that's all folks and we're done. Uh, <laughs> so I'm closing out the show. Matt, I believe you told me at one time you were not a fan of this song. Not not a huge fan, uh, but honestly like the it, it got really really overplayed uh on our local stations for a while. Yeah. Well, that's uh, which you know that kind of tends to yeah. put a little bit of a I hate it with damper happen. on stuff. But but, but I get what he's saying. I yeah. agree. Because it, you don't know what it is, but there are yeah. certain songs. There are some songs you can hear 10 times a day and you're like happy about it. That yeah. is how I feel. So a lot of people, like my wife will be like, Jason doesn't like the B-52s. I'm like, that's not true. I do like the B-52s. I just he don't just know like why. Love Shack. Yeah, why the fuck do they always got to play Love Shack? Yeah, it's like why you, Lobster exists. Why you always got my own private Idaho. Like why they always got to yeah. be playing... Fucking don't stop believing by Journey. Journey has a whole catalog. I don't know if you know this. 
They do? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Not just the song I mean, off it's Glee. It's not just music that's sung by drunk people in a bar at the end of the night? Yeah, and that doesn't okay. help, by the way. That doesn't help yeah. me at all no. with me liking the or not liking the song. All right, so Stewie's next pick is uh, not only a great band and a great song. I guarantee that any one of us would have gladly put this band on. And I think there could have been a lot of discussion as to which song. I will say that when we get into the tapeworms uh, picks, Connie put a song by this band on here. And I love the song she picked. So this is Stewie's next choice. Right. Cheer. He's going the distance. He's going for speed. She's all alone. All alone. Best use of the melodica I've ever heard. Oh. <laughs> overdriven acoustic guitar just sounds good. Oh, dude, it sounds so good. Cake is so yeah. good with that shit, man. Yep. And it's good with milk. So this is The Distance by Cake from 1996 off the album Fashion Nuggets, which is a fantastic album. Uh, the first thing I want to ask is, before I get into all the stats and fun stuff, does everybody here remember your introduction to the band Cake? Like what? It might was, have actually been. It the was. Distance, it was yeah. the distance for me. Yeah. This was the first Cake song I ever heard. I don't even know if I saw the video. I think I just heard it on the radio. Much in the world of Matt, I it was off a compilation CD that I got from like a radio station, and Cake was on it, and it was the <laughs> song, and I never. I just remember hearing it going, this song kicks ass, and then later catching some more cake, and I'm like, oh, wait, Mm -hmm. this band kicks ass. I wasn't really into that type of music, and I was like, this is kind of got a good beat to it. Yeah, because you're you're somewhat of a cake fan at this point. Yeah. So this song is actually about a relationship that is clearly ended, but the guy just won't give up on it, so much so that he's almost becoming a stalker for this I've been there before. (laughs) (laughs) With the claw? <laughs> the claw. Um, so it's a song about this is according to singer John McCrea. McCrea, 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 McCrea. I don't know. I think it's McCray. That, that, that sounds much better than everything I just said. Mustang. Hey, man, come on the show. John McCray. Tell us how to pronounce your name. Please yeah, come on the show. Just do that. There are certain people great. that I think would buy. Even if I can't pronounce your name, doesn't mean I don't love your music. Yeah. So in 2009. Tell us and then we'll pronounce it. Yeah, and I'll say it wrong later, but I'll say it right then. In 2019, he said this about the song. He said, it's a song about success and failure and failure of success, really. It's a sad song because there is no success. You can explode into the world with great magnificence and still feel like the guy underneath the Mickey Mouse head with the fan batteries that have stopped working properly and it's dark under there and everybody wants your autograph. I, <laughs> I don't, here's yeah, the thing. That's very specific, yes, but I know very, what he means. But we all get what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, yeah. That's weird, but yeah, I feel you. Yeah. So this is considered. He, he, some would say he's haunted by something he cannot define. <laughs> that's some lyrics. He's, he's yeah. quoting some lyrics from the. Yeah. This is bowel shaking earthquakes of doubt and remorse. <laughs> when I hear bowel shaking earthquakes, I think of like many nights on the toilet I've had, and also <laughs> yeah, only this song. Like, wow! <laughs> oh, bowel uh, shaking earthquakes. Considered so, that's just pure poetry. <laughs> it is, but I can't help but think go somewhere else with it. Um, so this is by far one of their most popular songs. Uh, it was actually written by the band's guitarist at the time, Greg Brown. 
It landed 21 in Australia, 22 in the UK, and four on the U.S. alternative chart. Uh, Stewie, you already said kind of, like, you know, that you heard it and yeah. kind of hooked you on to a new genre, a new style that you weren't really into. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's definitely not one that I would normally sought after, but it kind of grabbed me. I don't really know that you were into the kind of alt genre thing no, much. Really. Yeah, I never would expect you to be an alt. I mean, you know, I kind of like all kind of music, but well, I really like the band Cake and and, just the and not music and not bashing on you. We're, we're about to play your third because I love all the bands actually on your list. The Breeders are probably the most non-mainstream of the three you put on your list. Oh. So I can see that what even you who. You're like, I'm not really into alt rock, but I do like some of it, and there's some of it I like a lot. I can see why you picked the stuff you picked. For example, this is Stewie's third choice. Selling my cat. <laughs> I realized that the first time. Um, so this is Stupid Girl by Garbage from the 1995 album Garbage. We've actually seen them in concert twice now. Yep. Uh, I'm a huge fan. Huge fan. Like, I, I loved them back then, and I, I think I might love her even more now. Yeah, this, la- this last time, she was awesome. Yeah, she's so cool. Like, to listen to her on stage and everything, she's so much fun. Well, the fact that she had to go up against uh, Taylor Swift that night. So Taylor Swift was in concert the night we went to see... It was, uh, we saw Garbage, we and, saw... Uh, what's his name from... Metric, Metri- and we saw uh, Liam Gallagher. Yeah. And, yeah, it was pretty cool, actually. Um, we had a good time, but it was... They even made a comment to the fact that we were surprised anybody came out since Taylor Swift is in town tonight, and she's like, thank you guys for coming out. It was really cool. We had a great time. Took my daughter. It was great. Um, so this is their highest charting single in both the United States and the United Kingdom. It was 47 in Australia, two on the Canada's alt rock chart, number four in the UK and on the U S alternative rock chart. It was number two also made number 24 on the hot 100. Um, so what is the song about? It's about a girl who acts a certain way to get attention. So this is kind of cool. So last night, my daughter was over and we, we've been doing this thing where it's like there's certain movies she hasn't seen that I'm like, how have you not seen that? My son's seen most of them. My daughter hasn't. So we've been kind of going back and watching it. We watched Ferris Bueller a couple weeks ago, things like that. Bueller. That's well, last Bueller. night we realized my daughter has never seen Mean Girls. And I'm like, okay, that seems weird. Like, how have you not seen Mean Girls? And we were watching Mean Girls and it hit me like right in the middle of the movie. Like, there's a scene where Lindsay Lohan she's like really good in math, right? But she's trying to impress the guy that sits behind her. So she starts flunking on purpose so she can ask him for help. And I'm like, that's, that's, that's what stupid girl is about. Yeah. It's literally about wasting who your potential and who you are just to get attention. So what she said about the song, what Manson said about the song is Shirley Manson, Manson, not, I was like, (laughs) not Marilyn, Marilyn. Shirley Manson. (laughs) So what she said about the song is that the song is really about squandering potential, kind of our version of Madonna's Express Yourself, but a little more uh, subversive. God, about a million girls and boys that we all know. I mean, it could just as easily be called Stupid Boy. 
It's just a song of reproach to a lot of people we know. Uh, and then I want to tell you guys this a little bit because I enjoyed this story because it was just fun to me. Uh, in a 2013 interview with The Current, which is uh, a radio show in Minnesota, yes, uh, Shirley Manson said, I would sing stupid girl because I came from Scotland. I didn't say girl. And the band kept on saying, it sounded great, but can you say girl? And I'd say, I'm saying girl. <laughs> and it was, and it just went on and on until eventually it finally clicked. I could hear it, you know, but it took forever and we couldn't communicate because of just the way that I was programmed and the way they were programmed. And then she added, people make fun of me now because I do say girl now. People take the piss out of me at home in Scotland. They say, you're so American. <laughs> By the way, she's not. She's she's got the thick accent. She's she's awesome. She's amazing. Um, highly recommend. She puts on a hell of a show even today. And yeah. if you've ever been a, even slightly a garbage fan, I, I highly recommend going and checking them out. Yeah, this last show, she did her entire set in a big old like red red ball weird, dress, giant or, like the Lydia Dietz dress from yeah. Beetlejuice, only bigger. It was crazy. <laughs> so Stewie, why so, uh, oh, why garbage? Why stupid girl? Because she's hot. <laughs> God, I mean, she's attractive. actually um, she's attractive. I don't, I don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg. Uh, actually, uh, boiled chicken, I think. Boiled Dumbass. chicken, yeah, boiled unseasoned white people chicken. Chicken no, in I, the crock pot. Well, I, I I like that song, Number One Crush. Yes, I love Number One Crush, and I think that's what introduced me to the stupid girls. Well. I am pretty sure that you told me at one time that that was the first garbage song you remember hearing was number one crush i was actually shocked you didn't put number one crush right. on here yeah so. i heard i heard it at the strip club <laughs> he's not is, lying i'm not lying Jeez. is number one crush the song that's on the romeo and juliet yes. soundtrack yes yes, okay. yes it is gotcha. so you started to say something matt before Stu explained why you put the song on yeah, yeah. gallop of a stripper you know tales <laughs> 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 No, um, if I remember right, wasn't garbage like started by not only just it was Shirley Manson, but like three different music producers. I don't know. Like each all the all the other members of the band are like like Butch Vig is one of them who's primarily known as being a producer. I wouldn't be surprised. I think that's what they what they got started as. I thought she was in a relationship with one of them. Wasn't she? I don't. I don't know. Check those out. These are all good things. If we could get her on the show, these are things we can. Shirley, get a hold of us. I'd love to ask her. I will, and stop calling me Shirley. Oh. Um, (laughs) So we're going to go in. We're going to go in. They have never changed their lineup since they first started. Oh, no, it's the the same members. Yeah, I knew that. That's um, crazy. But I didn't know where, like, where they came from. almost never hear that happen. So. Right. I think, I feel like it happens a lot more with, like, these style of, like, that style of band. Yeah. Like, maybe they just get along more. Like, she just seems so cool. Like, it, I can't see her ever just flying off the handle. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Um, we have a friend, uh, had a friend, we haven't talked to him in a while. We had a, we had a friend named Randy, and uh, this is a total off story, but... I would go over to his house sometimes and I was at his house once and I like he did or said something and his dad was like, you know, Randy, I, I don't think you should do that. And he's like, oh, God, I hate it when my dad yells at me. And I was like, what? That was, that that was your dad yelling? <laughs> you need to come over to my house. <laughs> and I, I imagine she's like that. Like she's probably like, 
you know, all right, guys, no more of that. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I had to yell at you guys. <laughs> like she just <laughs> like just comes off that way. All right, uh, we're going into my list, and this was my jam. All right, I loved alternative rock in the '90s. I was really into some like when I say like that kind of '90s punk. I'm talking. Jason was listening to stuff like. Uh, there might have been some Afghan wigs. There might have been some Goldfinger, like the Rhinos. I was listening to some weird punk stuff, and I was also mm-hmm. listening to some weird alternative stuff. So I, I tried to keep it kind of on track, right. like with stuff people would know. But the first song, maybe you don't, and that's okay. But I freaking love this song. So here's my first choice. <laughs> Oh God! I gotta I gotta move my microphone. I just keep punching the cord. Yeah, I said it. Punching the cord. Wish she didn't hit it with her teeth. I don't Dude, do. By the way, anymore. did you say the rhinos? There was. Do you mean the hippos? Tell so you, there's man. two bands about large, like <laughs> African mammals. Well, does that does that shock you? <laughs> it's a little a little bit because I, I was I like mean, I'm familiar with literally the hippos, a band but I'm called not the Verve the and a band called the Verve Pipe, and they came out at the yeah. same damn time. I mean, weird shit happens. True. Uh, no, I love the hippos. I always thought the dude from the hippos sounds. If mm-hmm. now, now you're never gonna not hear this. He sounds okay. like Weird Al. Okay. Yep. I'm gonna have to go back. And voice, listen. voice yep. sounds like you're like, oh my god, it, it does. So first thing I want to ask is who knows this song? I do. I've heard. I do. It. I do. Okay. So this is Natural One by Folk Implosion, 1998, and it's not off an album. Well, it is, but not an actual album. They it's not off their album. It's off the Kids soundtrack. And we're going to talk a little bit about kids. Uh, the first thing I want to ask is... Tread lightly. <laughs> shut up, Stuart. Uh, I didn't say we're going <laughs> to... I didn't say we're going to talk like inappropriately about kids, although this movie kind of does. Who has seen kids? I have never. I have not. I just heard like stories. I about have. It. It's, uh, it's intense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It is. So it's kind of a disturbing film. This, this movie is about the day in the life of a specific group of kids, teenagers, whatever. Uh, and the song or the movie's about drugs and sex and AIDS and it's it's pretty yeah. So this song's never in the movie, <laughs> but it is on the soundtrack. Wait, what? Yeah, and and in fact the, the single which I sure. ran out. So I think uh, Kevin and I have talked about this, but there was a radio station here in town, and I used to it used to be a thing back in the day. I would climb in my car at night, and just cruise around and turn on the radio and listen to music. And I was listening to, we had this alt rock station here in town. 97X. <laughs> it was 97X. And I was listening to it late one night and this song came on and I was like, God, I don't know what this is, but I love it. So I went the next day uh, to the store, found Folk Implosion, bought the Kasingle, as Matt and I often do. <laughs> and uh, even the the case of the Kasingle had like uh, the poster for kids on it. Because it was for the soundtrack, but never in the movie. It's weird. So was it just inspired by the movie? Not I actually. Yes, I don't know if it was intended to be in it. Or I don't if really it was know that what happened. Cut out on the edit. I forward. don't know. Well, the movie doesn't really. It's kind of hard to explain. It doesn't really have that kind of. I don't know. You get where how like it feels like the movie. I don't know mm-hmm. how better to explain it than that. Yeah. So most people feel the song is about how society pushes people towards a certain expectation about themselves. 
and it talks about breaking free and like trying to maintain your individuality. What I really like about song, why I put song on is it's this like really haunting melody, right? Mm -hmm. With this kind of raw, like, oh, we're sitting in a freaking warehouse playing this music somewhere and then hit record. So it's kind of like not produced, but then it is produced. I don't, I don't know how better to explain it. I mean, you heard it. So there you go. Uh, it peaked at number 29 on the Billboard Hot 100, number four on the Billboard Modern Rock Track Chart, and number 20 on the Billboard Mainstream Rock Track Chart. Uh, it landed number 45 on the UK Singles Chart. It's a weird song. I really like it. For for a while, it might have been one of my favorite songs back in the 90s. Back in 1998. <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> back, in, back in the late 1900s. <laughs> God, let's not do that. <laughs> it, it hurts every time I hear oh. a kid call it the 1900s. <laughs> like, oh, God. I did not know that they had a dinosaur junior connection in full complosion. Oh, really? Oh, no, we're I did dinosaurs. not. Yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, <he's, laughs> oh, Jason. Also, you're also so, from Dayton, Ohio. That I didn't know. Oh, yeah, shit. Louis Barlow, uh, one of the founding members of Dinosaur Junior and Full Complosion, is from Dayton. Ohio, was born in Dayton, Ohio, raised in Jackson, Michigan, and Westfield, Massachusetts. So what we're here and hmm. so. And uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but so Dayton, Ohio is the center point. Trent Reznor is from yep. Northern Fair Ohio. Um, yeah. Did you know that? Black Keys from Canton. Uh, yeah, so what? But. What we're hearing is this area is the Seattle of Twenty One Pilots. <laughs> from there, yeah, no, they're yeah, just you're not, not good. Wrong. We're not wrong. Foxy Shazam. Foxy Shazam. Well. I did know that. Yeah, they tore through Fantastic here. Fantastic band. Oh my god. So, so good. Yeah, they are really good. Yeah. You don't like Foxy's Shazam? I can't say the name of the band. I cannot stand them. Really? I mean, they might be nice guys, but I I can't say it. I just can't can't say it fast. Foxy Shazam. I just can't. I just can't do that. Name means cool shoes. (laughs) I like it. I like it. Um, So now we're going to go into my second choice. Um, This is one that, oh, God. This, This particular person associated with this band has been getting brought up on this show a lot. A lot. Weirdo. So, yeah, well, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm just going to say this before I hit play. Uh, Perry, please come be on our show. <laughs> here's my next choice. Oh, nice. God, I love this song. Is he from Dayton? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. Uh, Porno oh, for Pyros. Look it up. <laughs> 1993 self-titled album produced by Perry Farrell. I, like, Perry's been mentioned on the show a lot over the last few weeks. Like, a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, number one hit on the U.S. Billboard Modern Rock track chart. In Australia, the song reached number 68, 70 in Canada, 53 in the U.K. So, what is this song about? Well, the world is a fucked up place and people mm-hmm. are becoming more and more ignorant this is 1993 i want to specify how accurate this song has become in the last yeah. oh my god i don't even think he's from queens new york by the way fucking 30 years this song is 30 uh, years old it hurts it yeah but it, a it is just as pertinent today 
think I need it's, to lie down. Oh my God. <laughs> kind of like Idiocracy. And yes, I just watched that for the first time a few weeks back. Oh my God, how oh, how relevant is it it's today? It's eerily it's super accurate. relevant. Yeah, yeah, so much though. Um, so this the world's a fucked up place. People people are becoming more and more ignorant. Um, if aliens were to show up, we'd be easily taken over by them. But you know, hey, we're oh, so it's kind of exactly what it's we're submissive. We'd make great pets I mean, for the aliens. Yes, that is what this song is about. This country was led by also an orange man. Alien at one ant point, farm so. comes from. I, I heard this is where alien ant farm. I didn't hear. No, what I you said, said this country was yeah. led by an orange man at one point. <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> Tang. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't green, but he's pretty much. <laughs> An orange man. <laughs> I mean that in, like in and of fat itself. Oompa Loompa. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he should give all his speeches like. Foompa Loompa. He had one of those two. Foompa Loompa. I can't do. I can't do a Trump impression, or Oompa I would start Loompa singing Oompa Loompa, or I'd start Ace. Ace. Do Please do trunk trunk that for us. singing yeah. oompa loompa doopity doo that was horrible doopity doo I'm the best some people say some people say this chocolate is the best I make the best chocolate I make the best chocolate everybody agrees don't touch it no human hands can touch my chocolate so here's what I'm gonna ask I got the biggest hands of all Matt. Are you making hand gestures as you do the voice? Yes, because I am. <laughs> I, can I vouch, as I can well. vouch for that. I, I wasn't even doing the um, voice. Just, so Kevin's Kevin's doing the hand gestures, just listening to us do the voice. You uh, fired. Um, so <laughs> pets by Porno for Pyros. I freaking love this song so much, and I don't know. For me, it's just kind of in the same vein as in the meantime by space hog or almost anything from the toadies back then like yeah. all of those things just sort of go hand in hand like i could listen i could you could easily put those three on a list together just right in a row and it just sort of works so you can kind of see where my brain was a lot back in the 90s <laughs> it speaks a lot about where i am today <laughs> so my third pick this was one that i kind of went who do I want on the list? And I, I considered a couple different things and then it just hit me and I'm like, Oh God, there's a band I, I need to talk about. So this is my third pick. You better give me something. So oh, dude. Die. Yes. For my soul, before I sputter out. I was hoping this would make it on someone's list. All right. And I am black. Jesus and his lawyer. They're coming back. What a great freaking line. Like, it's so good. So this is the Eels, Novocaine for My Soul from 1996, off the album Beautiful Freak. If you have not listened to Beautiful Freak, go check it out. The first thing is most people know the Eels from one song, and it came along much later, and that's My Beloved Monster and Me. Actually, I think they might have made it on Shrek. both Shrek soundtracks, I think. Probably. Uh, which, by the way, yeah, um, I Need Some Sleep, I think, is on sh- one of the Shrek movies, too. I Need Some Sleep, too. Yeah. Actually, Listen. the first Eels song that I ever listened to was, uh, was like, I think it says, like, Goddamn Right, It's a Beautiful Day. Oh, God, what a great song. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that song is, oh, God, what's the title of that song? That's not the name of it. Anyway, uh, they're great. Yeah, I need some sleep. Is on Shrek too. Yeah, 
and yeah, and I think it's monster me is on. I want to say this: Shrek one. whether you are a Shrek fan or not, I don't know who put the soundtrack together. <laughs> they're fantastic, but they're so yeah. good, man. Sometimes that happens. Look that up now, yeah. Shrek I mean, I like soundtrack. I oh, I love it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, what's his name? Jason Wade from Lifehouse. Jason Wade. He's he does. Uh, I think so. Does a cover of uh, "You Belong to Me." It's so good. Like the Shrek soundtracks are actually really good, whether you're into the movies or not. Yeah. I actually like the first two movies. But that being said, so the Eels are are kind of an interesting band, and I really wanted to put it on here. We're going to talk a little bit about what the song is about, but it's also once you hear what the song is about, you need to understand this is um, E, the front man for Eels. This is he went through a lot of crap. And he's been very outspoken about it. So he actually said of the song, part of my problem is with intimacy. Novocaine for the soul sounds detached because it's about detachment. That's what I think is so great about that song. And on that level, I think it's almost genius. It's detachment personified. I'm singing about numbness and I'm numb. It's about having too much feeling. Uh, he has been very outspoken about his struggle with depression and and you know, trying to get help for it over the years and feeling as though he just didn't fit into normal society. He suggested the song discusses the numbness people create to avoid feeling pain or facing reality. It's like a world where people try to escape problems with drugs and alcohol and how this is actually really a bad thing. So this song is kind of, we talk a lot about songs that sound uplifting, but are kind of depressing, but this song Sounds a little depressing, but it's actually kind of uplifting. I know that sounds weird, but it, I don't know. This song, I was introduced to this. This was the first Eel song I ever heard, and I was introduced to this by a friend. Um, so, boys and girls, we used to do this really cool thing. In the 80s, we made mixtapes, and in the 90s, we made mixed CDs. And yeah. it wasn't uncommon for your buddy. And now we make playlist playlist it's spotify but it's all the same which will be available at the release of this episode i made a playlist and sent it to my wife the other day and she's like oh my god the playlist sent me i've been listening to it's great i'm like yeah i just started getting these weird songs in my head and sent it over to you but it wasn't uncommon for one of your friends to just come up and be like hey man check this out and they would hand you a damn cd of stuff they burned and i had a couple of friends that would do that and i would put these in and i'm like sometimes I would just be blown away by a song I heard, like, oh, my God. And that's what happened with this. Uh, a friend gave me a, a mixed CD, and Novocaine for My Soul was on it, and I was hooked. I was like, okay, it's great. Also, like Natural One, there's part of this song that's very raw and underproduced, but then the chorus, like, slams into you. Like, it hits you hard because it's so underproduced that when the chorus comes in fully produced, you're not – it almost, like, takes your breath away for a second. So, eighty four in Australia, seventy six in Canada, ten in the UK, and number one on the Billboard alternative charts. So, yeah. Side note about uh, E from Eels. I got down a little bit of a rabbit hole just now and found out that he is also widely believed to be known as MC Honky as well. That's a thing <laughs> I that love he it. Did. Yeah, there's an album that was put out called I Am the Messiah by are you, uh, MC Honky. Are you sure it's MC and not Mick? <laughs> I'm Mick Honky. I'm Mick like Honky. A, a Scottish, <laughs> Scottish dude. Uh, but, Mick Honky. Yeah, it's uh, one album put out and it is uh, promoted by and widely considered to be Mark Oliver Everett of, of Eels. 
with guest also no uh, one knows musicians no one knows allegedly interesting but the guests on the album include the drummer from eels the bass player from eels uh so yeah a couple couple of members cool. of eels that's kind of cool though it's still widely promoted by turns out eels. he's also under one of those masks of daft punk and <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll send you guys the link in the chat so you can check it out because it's it's interesting all right, so we're we're gonna go into Matt's first pick. Now, there's a couple things I have to say about your first pick. Um, first of all, okay. awesome song. Second, okay. awesome band. When I was putting the list together, of course, I'm I'll sit in the living room and do the clips or whatever. And my wife comes in from the other room and goes, "Oh my god, who picked this?" And I was like, "Matt." She goes, "I love this song." I was like, "I know you do because we listen to it all the time." Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So this is Matt's first pick. Now I'm gonna play it, and then I want to see. If anybody else can tell me the name of the band, because you've heard, you know, the band. So here you go. Look at Harry in the alley by the light switch. Who watches over you? Make a little birdhouse in your soul. Not to put too fine a point on it. Say I'm the only bee in your bonnet. Make a little birdhouse in your soul. You're not the boss of me now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, uh, can anybody tell t- familiar? Yes, they probably well, if you've ever watched Malcolm in the Middle, that's what Matt yeah. just said. You're not the boss of me now. You're oh, uh, presidents of-, of the United States of America. No, but I can see how okay. you would think that. But, I, I really right. do. Similar. Similar. I th- I, that'd be a fun tour though, actually. This yes, it would be great. So this is Birdhouse in Your Soul by They Might Be Giants. Um, uh, now the uh, other song that's really famous, which I actually considered for mine, is uh, don't 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 let's start. I got a weak heart, right? Yeah, I love that song, too. Right. <laughs> so this is from the 1990 album Flood. Um, this was first, Matt, this song, in a happy way, gets stuck in your head. This oh, yeah. this song is pure joy. We're, Not to put too fine a point on it. Yeah, so good. <laughs> it's so good. So this was their first single released on a major record label with Electra Records. Before that, they'd been like, you know. I think more independent stuff. It's also their highest charting single in both the U.S., number three on the Billboard Alternative, and in the U.K., number six. Uh, So singer John Linnell said, The lyrics were stream of consciousness. I was in my apartment in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, and wrote it from the perspective of a nightlight serenading the occupant of its room. I wasn't thinking too hard. It was just intended as dummy lyrics, but it ended up as the finished song. People seem to find it really innocent or charming. <laughs> so, and it is. This song's just happiness. Like, there's nothing. This song is just about being happy, and it's happiness, and it's a wonderful song. Matt, talk about it. Yeah, I've, I've got a really deep connection with the entire album of Flood. It, that's one of those albums that almost made my list of uh, top albums. That really? You, can, you know, with no songs that you skip. Yeah, it's it's a great album. If you've never listened to it, I don't think I've ever listened I will to say the full it's album. Kind of an acquired taste, but it is really fun. Lots of accordions. <laughs> well, I listen to Weird Al, so I'm okay with accordions. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, Birdhouse in Your Soul is, I think the one of one of the three songs that I can think of off the top of my head that may have been the first introduction to them. It, it, it might not be the exact first one, but um, I remember hearing uh, Particle Man on Tiny Toon Adventures mm. <laughs> and was like, okay, who is this band? This is fantastic. And that's also off of Flood. But yeah, they're just, there's just like a really fun charm about that band that just, it's great. They did it. They had a few songs on uh, 
Tiny Toons. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they also had a Istanbul, Istanbul not Constantinople. Constantinople. It's Istanbul. Yeah, Constantinople. This is probably did Constantinople not- got the works. <laughs> <laughs> it's nobody's business, nobody's but, the business but the Turks, man. This is literally one of my wife's favorite songs. So it made her endlessly happy that you put it on the list. She was good. Yeah. And she, so I hear this song in my house all the time because she has it on a couple yeah. of playlists and she'll just yeah. hit play. And so it's such a yeah. it's such a fun song. Uh, they're such a also, fun band. Uh, they might be giants is the band that made my mom think that I was on drugs, but <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> what? Why? What? Uh, also the album flood, there's a song on there called whistling in the dark <laughs> and I, I'll just let everybody like read the lyrics to it. And I, I was a weird kid. If you, no. you could imagine, you know, <laughs> you're a you, weird you, you, grown you know? up. <laughs> I know. Um, but my, my room was in the basement. It didn't have windows and I had this weird tendency to just listen to music in the dark. And this song or that song whistling in the dark came on. And my mom heard it, and she was just like, "You're you're on drugs. I know you're on drugs. You can just tell me." Like, so no, mom, I'm not. Wait, you were so a teenager. She was convinced, and yeah. you listened to. I was like, music "No, mom, I'm just depressed." In the dark, yeah. had your mom never been a teenager before? <laughs> I don't know. I've seen pictures that's, of her. She was at one point. That's so. she's. I've seen the proof. At one time, she yeah. was. That just sounds like something teenagers yeah. would do to me. So we're gonna go into your next pick, and this is another band I absolutely okay. love, and a, an album I absolutely love. like. You guys brought it this week, and everything brought me so much joy because I'm like, oh, I listened to that, and I listened to that, and I listened to that, and I most definitely listened to this entire album. So this is Cherub Rock by the Smashing Pumpkins, 1993 Siamese Dream. I, I'm just going to be honest with you, man. I could have picked almost any song off this album, or you could have, or anybody could have, and I'd have been happy with it. This is uh, uh, nominated. This song was nominated for a Grammy Award for Best Hard Rock Performance, and um, yeah, Hard Rock. Yeah, well, I didn't pick it. It was nominated. I didn't win. Landed on 91, 91 in Canada, 87 in Australia, 31 in the UK, and 7 on the Billboard Alternative Chart. So the song references the biblical story of the fall of Cherubim. Cherubim? The Cherubim, yeah. yeah. Who guarded the gate to the Garden of Eden. Lead singer Billy Corgan, who's a weird guy, uses this metaphor to express his frustration with the music industry and the commercial commercialization of alternative rock. That is what Ooh, this there song you go. is. Alternative rock. What also was number seven on the Billboard Alternative chart, so you're safe anyway. Yeah. You go. This is a great album, dude, and I, you picked it, so why did you pick yeah. it? I would actually say that this is probably my sma- my favorite Smashing Pumpkins song. Really? Actually, yeah. May have actually been one of my early inter- – actually, no, it's not. I know for a fact this was not my – introduction to smashing pumpkins um that actually would have been disarm i that's what but, i would have uh, put on this list by the way 100 percent, i would have put disarm yeah, on it and it would have been me the weird thing is i actually heard a guy covering it at a talent show and that was the first time i'd ever heard it and found out later it was actually smashing pumpkins that he was doing i thought it was an original song he did God, disarm so, so it was good. just a weird weird discovery of that but i um, feel but like no, cherub rock is just really fun song for me i feel like 1979 maybe 
was one of my it was definitely one of the earliest that ones. That was one of my favorites. I heard from them. But Disarm was real. I remember the video for Disarm really well. And that Disarm is the song that made me go out and buy this album. And I was very happy when I did. So So I had a question. I know this has it's kind of a little off topic, but do you think um my chemical romance was inspired by Smashing Pumpkins? <laughs> Why do you ask that? Well, I mean, the way Probably. he the way he sings a little bit. I mean, his I makeup. That's especially. why I laughed. I'm like, because he kind of looks and right. sings. Got that real weird Billy Corgan thing going, right? I who knows? I'm sure, probably right. I was just curious. Probably. I did. I, did, I don't know. They're uh, they're coming. To they're concert. coming to concert. Oh my god! Yeah, Smashing Pumpkins go is coming that. to concert here. Yeah, yeah. that stadium tour. Yeah, with some really good people. So Green Day. Uh, it's Green Day and Rancid, Rancid, Green Day, Rancid, and, and yeah. Smashing Pumpkins. Oh my God, I can't think of the other one. Well, it's is it the Hives? It or are they going to be with? No, they're going to be with I think Foo it's Fighters. Just the three. I, I love the Hives. The Hives are going to be with Foo Fighters in certain places, but not all. I venues. think it's just the the, the Foo Green Fighters Day. are coming with Pretenders. Yeah, God, I want to go so bad, man, but it's so expensive. But it's so expensive. So I would love to go see Green Day and Smashing Pumpkins, though. They go well. on sale Green. tomorrow. Green Day is on tour with. Sma- Wait, smashing pumpkins. Oh, smashing pumpkins, rancid, and the Linda Lindas. The Linda oh, Lindas. That's Linda who it is. Okay. I, I I know very little by the and Linda yeah. They Lindas. are on tour with the Hives as well. Yeah. So and the Interrupters, different different oh, leg okay. over in the UK. They're on tour with the Hives. Okay, so, so I, I'm I guess in the Hives yeah. are local to UK. I guess uh, they are from Sweden. Oh, okay. Ah, that's from Sweden. Have you ever uh, seen hey, a- Stu, to answer your question, yeah, there's a quote. Thoughts on the Smashing Pumpkins' influence on My Chemical Romance. Quote, I mean, I know Gerard and the gang love Smashing Pumpkins. There you go. So, yes. <laughs> hey. Matt has one more song, and I promise, I promise everybody's going to be happy. Well, I know Stewie will be. I have a feeling even Kevin's a fan of this band, but this is Matt's final choice. Great song, by the way. Strong said man alive. Stuck in his crawl that made him tire of the age of 65. So this was the first song I ever heard by Primus, by the way. This is Jerry was a race car driver. Nice. Uh, off their second album, Sailing the Seas of Cheese. Reached number 23 on the U.S. Alternative Songs chart. So according to Les Claypool, lead singer and bassist? We're going to put a question mark there. I mean, he plays bass. He plays an instrument. Then he plays this weird thing he kind of created. So it's very cool. Did he create it during this album? I have no idea. (laughs) But he's pretty, he's kind of a genius when it comes to the bass. Um, So the song is based on a real person named Jerry, who was, in fact, a race car driver in his hometown of El El Sobrante, California. So Les Claypool would often hear stories about Jerry's reckless driving and partying from his friends. And the image of Jerry as a fast and dangerous driver just stuck with him. He wrote the song as a tribute to Jerry, who tragically died in a car accident. I have no idea who Captain Pierce was, besides a fireman. (laughs) Strong as any man alive. Strong as any man alive. Okay, there's just something about Primus that works. It, It shouldn't. But it does. His voice is bizarre. The music is weird. Of course, everybody knows 
come on down South Park, gonna have ourselves. I mean, like everybody knows the South Park theme, <laughs> but they're such a bizarre band. But like, have you ever just met somebody that didn't like Primus? Mm, no, because I don't want to be friends with that person. Hey, kids, do you like Primus? Yeah. You want to see me stick nine inch nails through each one of my eyelids? So, Matt, why yes. Jerry was a race car driver? Because that's all he knew how to do. Is that what it's from? So I had a, is that what it's from for real? What, the dog will hunt? Dog will hunt. Yeah. Yep. So Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. That's it's why you picked from that. That's why no, you No, I'm just saying that, that's just part of it. Um, no, man, Primus is just. They're, they're a band that, uh, even though I did reference a Christian version of Primus earlier in the episode, there is no band that is there isn't as unique as Primus, in my opinion. There is one Primus. They broke the mold. Yeah. That you're exactly. not wrong. Yeah, we Listen, you know some obscure Christian band, fine, that was trying to be yeah. a Primus, but you're yeah. not wrong. Like, there are so many bands out there. That's I've never thought about that. They might sound original, but then somebody comes along and sort of sounds like them, at least somewhat, right? You yeah. have Jackal. They've, they've influenced a ton of bands. <laughs> Jackal that sounds a little like a ripoff of, you know, ACDC, whatever. True. Yeah. Well, I mean, like... Oh, we're going to add a chainsaw. Well, okay. was it James Edition kind of didn't have, like... But their style. I mean, some would argue that Porno for Pyros and, and Jane's, Jane's Addiction, Addiction have some similarities. Awful. Like, there's yeah, well, because he's don't the know same why. <laughs> but their style, and but you're right. Yeah. Who sounds like Primus? Right, right. Like no one. Not too many people. They're doing their own um, thing, man. That's for sure. Yeah. Also, the fact that twice Les Claypool has auditioned for Metallica and they went no. That's so weird. You are too good. Oh well, that's not, um, yeah. 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 We would we would sound like shit next to you. <laughs> yeah, you would make us sound terrible. Plus, I have a feeling that you would just make twice. every project into a weird jam. That would be cool, so. though. <laughs> yeah. um, so I actually thought maybe you put this on here because of the X Game album that you it, and I it has something to do with have it. talked yeah. about many yeah. times. I, you know, I need to get a copy of that CD and just give it to Stu because I think he would just absolutely. Oh, love dude, it. you love it. Mm. Yeah, I think Kevin would actually like it a lot too. Oh yeah, um, does it got hip hop on it? No, <laughs> yeah, but it does have yes, higher it ground on it. It's got House of Pain yeah. on it. It's got. Oh, you're right. House of Pain is on it. You're yep. not wrong. And, and it's, it's got, not jump around. What? Yeah. <laughs> Stu's face. Mm-hmm. He was like, they had another song. Yes, they did. <laughs> They had another yeah. song? It's called Shamrocks and Shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Probably. I think I remember that one. They had yeah. other songs besides those two. This, though. Which I believe was a Butch Vig remix, which is, I believe, a member of Garbage. Interesting. Tying and it, it all, all back, comes back yeah. around. So that was Jump our around. that was our picks, guys. I hope everybody yep. appreciated our picks. Those were ours. Um, I will listen to this playlist. I can tell you that. I hope you guys do, too. I did put the call out to the tapeworms, and they brung it this week, man. They oh, yeah. brung it hard. Uh, so I lied. I said, no, no, yeah, Connie brought she Connie brought Never There by Cake, and she also said Rebel Girl Bikini Kills. Yeah. So that came from Connie. We also had Terry, a.k.a. Tapeworm Terry. Jeff Buckley, The Last Goodbye, and Foo Fighters, Everlong. Dude, we're, we just became friends. Everlong <laughs> is my favorite Foo Fighter. Great I love, I they, love the Foo Fighters. Are they considered alternative? They, they were landing all yeah, over it, man. Sure. When you look yeah. it up, it's so weird. But okay. 
Do I consider them that? Not really, but they were hitting that list big time, so we're going to give it to him. Right. Uh, he also said, I thought of another one, A Cure for Pain by Morphine. So that's from mm-hmm. Tapeworm Morphine's Terry. Morphine's a great band. Uh, Zach says. Morphine's a hell of a drug. Everclear by Santa Mo- I'm sorry. Santa Monica by Everclear. You guys threw me <laughs> off. Uh, Santa Monica by Everclear. So, you know, we've had Art on the show. Big fan of the band. I know I am. Yep. Stewie, I know you are. Matt, yep. I know you are. Kevin, I have no yep. idea if you're into Everclear Not much or not. of alcohol. <laughs> yeah, I've never tried. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say this, though, and I love the band Everclear, but no matter what they do, Santa Monica has always been my favorite Everclear song. But it it was the first I heard, and I the know, lyrics a, were. AM radio is pretty up there. I I like a lot of their songs, but this was but the first I heard, and the good. lyrics are so good. It's such a good song. So, uh, Mike Brinkman says "Hash Pipe" by Weezer. Good, mm, good, good Weezer yep. pick. Uh, Kelly says "Black Hole Sun" by Soundgarden, and our friend Steve from the Cubicle Chat and also the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast gives us "Sponge" with Plowed. Everything Ooh. Zen by Bush, and uh, hey, Smashing Pumpkins, disarm. <laughs> there you go. All right, got put on the put on the list. Anyway. So it did get on here. I tell you what, uh, we'll we'll kind of bring this up really quick before we end this episode because this one was so hard for me. I want to give a few of my honorable mentions, songs that came really close to making my list. Um, Laid by James. Came really close to making my. We all know that song, thanks to American Pie. And uh, Letters to Cleo did, does a really cool cover of Dangerous Type by the Cars, which that almost made it because I like Letters to Cleo and I love the Cars. So it was like, ooh. Um, two of your favorite two, things. Two for one. Special. Yeah. So that one just barely got bumped at the end. Like, I, I actually started, this is true. I started with Cannonball, bumped it for uh, Letters to Cleo. And bumped that for um, the Eels. So I think I made a good choice in the end. But I know KC uh, wanted What You Want by the Beastie Boys. You Um, know, because uh, the reason why I chose that, because I didn't know if we already mentioned Teen Spirit. I think we. Well, yeah. Well, we did a whole Nirvana episode. But yeah. The thing is, Stewie shaking his head uh, actually did land on the alternative chart. What? It's wind. It's rap. And. I got it. I got a little uh, fact about the Beastie Boys that will tie them to '90s alternative. Do it, because I before you do it, I, I want to say I get it. Like I get it. You song. say it's rap, mm-hmm. but in the world, they they definitely had a kind of an alternative sound to their. I know it's weird, well, very much so. Yep. But no. fight, there's a reason why fight for your right to party. Like there's a reason why they didn't have like everybody knows the Beastie Boys and everybody knows a bunch Actually, of their songs. But how many now hits that you mention it have? from from the last episode songs that get overplayed because of sports teams? Fight for your right. Yeah, in Kansas City, we did. We totally thanks to Travis Kelsey. <laughs> we are going yeah. to do that episode, by the way. Yeah. Um. So what were you going to say, Matt? You said you have a way to bring it. Yes. So one of the founding members of Beastie Boys back when they were a punk band right was the drummer from Luscious Jackson before she before she formed Luscious Jackson she was a member of the Beastie Boys yeah and they there did start off to 90s alternative Beastie Boys Wait, you said she there was a female member of the Beastie Boys at one point in time had, the oh, thing really? is man you got to remember yep. like the Beastie Boys were like punk rap punk hip hop they weren't yeah. your standard hip hop 
I, they were they they were definitely different than anything we ever heard before. Yeah, uh, I can totally see what you want as being kind of considered. I mean, I know, I know Sabotage has a a rock version. Yeah. What about Matt? Has a link to this there, Stu. So what about Matt and Stewie? Did you guys have an honorable mention or something that you really, really highly considered and then just dropped at the last second? I don't know. I mean, hmm. I think I might have one that I had to cut out that you asked me to cut. Yeah, that's uh, a good question. I can't honestly remember what that was. So, uh, this was fantastic. And I, I know that the tapeworms were excited and were sending in songs. And uh, we, we've we gotten some tapeworm stuff for the 80s after we did the episode, which is really cool, too. Uh, you guys can always send those, always send them, even after the fact. We will add them to the playlist, which are up on Spotify. And we've been adding them to the website, so you can go over, click, go right to it, listen to the playlist. We have the 2000s as our next. And then we're going to be doing something... Uh, Really cool after that, but we're not going to – should should we tease or should we tell what we're doing? Oh, after uh, that? Zombie by the Cranberries. That's what it was. You almost put Cranberries on yours. <laughs> I just looked at my original list, Stars by Hum and Teenage Dirtbag by Weedas. I'm just a teenage dirtbag stewie. Brought back to life Listen thanks to, to TikTok. Iron Maiden. It's mm-hmm. a good song. It's a good song. Yeah, yeah they, they just uh, came Huitus. through town like last year. Do you year, like the band Huitus? Why are you emphasizing Huitus? What are you talking about? That's the name of the band. Huitus. I don't know what we were talking about. For we some on. reason, I keep thinking of Coitus now that oh, you're saying that. Yeah, so, you, you had asked what our honorable mentions so were. Next week will be our 2000s. And that one, I'm actually excited to talk about it, too. That was a little tougher for me, but I think I really got my list to something that made me happy. Because when we get to 2000s, a lot of stuff that they consider alternative, uh, I'm like, really? Yeah, that's just regular it, rock it, to it, me. Yeah, it was tough. So there's a lot of, like, Linkin Park and stuff getting mentioned in right. there. And I just, I never really felt that. I get where it, how that kind of derived, but I don't really. I don't know. I considered like, Muse, Muse is all like over rap rock. 2000s lists, I can tell you that. Or, then we have the month of December. Uh, we know what we're doing in December. And then we go into the new year, and we've talked about it a bunch, and we will be – this show is always going to talk about music. Um, that will continue to happen. Uh, but we are going to – one show, but we're going to break it into two chunks. Music will get talked about, and then we're going to talk about other things as well. Uh, and so we're kind of looking forward to that. Just because we're getting more interviews, we're going to more cons, we're doing a lot more – so we want to start integrating that back in a little bit. We used to kind of do that. We phased it out a little bit, but we want to bring it back in. We're going to change the structure of the show a little bit to make it easier for people to listen to, easier for us, maybe reach a broader audience, talk about stuff you guys want to talk about. And, I mean, it's been five years. What are you going to do, right? <laughs> we, we, want to, we want to keep it interesting, so we're going to do that. And uh, we'll let you know more about it as it uh, comes up. Um if you guys haven't been paying attention, I'm I have a tentative release date for my book that is going to come out as its own audio podcast. If you're into horror novels, you'll be into it. Uh, if you're not, you probably won't. So, I will let you know here in a couple of weeks when the release date on that will be officially. I kind of have it, but I'm not releasing it yet. So, uh, there's a website up for that. It's either jimmit.com or lyricnovel.com will get you there. You have a website? 
Yeah, we have a website too. Oh, sure. It is themixtapeshow.com. You can go over and check out stuff for this show. Matt, I wanted you to take a minute. I believe you have a shout out for someone. Yeah, uh, I actually popped into a, a local Kansas City area comic shop, Pulp Fiction Comics in Lee Summit, Missouri. Uh, the owners are uh, Wally and Meg Blystone, and they are tapeworms, guys. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, go check out their shop if you're in the Lee Summit area. It's a great comic store. They actually uh, bought it. They, they used to be customers and actually uh, worked with the original owner to bring it back. They actually That's had to cool. close and, and all that and brought it back and popped in actually on, I think it was on Halloween or day before Halloween. Yeah, it was right and, around uh, there because you told me you went. Yeah, it was right around Halloween. And he te- yeah. he tells me, he's like, I just had a conversation with these people. They're actually tapeworms. They're fans of the show. And yeah. this is one of the reasons why we're kind of expanding the show because we are into stuff. By the way, how awesome is it that they brought back to life a shop? For all of us geeks, man, these are the kinds of things we we love and we need to see more of, mm-hmm. not less of. So yeah. kudos, man. That's yeah. awesome. So I, I actually was a customer at the original version of Pulp Fiction and when it closed it was it was pretty sad and then just one day an announcement came out on, on social media and it was like Pulp Fiction's back. I was like, wait a minute, hang on. Next time you go in there, man, you should just start signing comic books. Oh yeah, yeah, I (laughs) I did. Uh, There's a there's a few actual walks up to random Magic the Gathering packs that are signed around the store. So, uh, (laughs) Wally, if you're listening, have fun finding those. Um, (laughs) He's kidding. He's kidding. You didn't really definitely kidding. I didn't do that. Um, I want to give a shout out really quick to American Legacy Tours. AmericanLegacyTours.com. Kev, Kev, I did get to go on his uh, Haunted Mount Healthy tour. We had a lot of fun. Did he bring the slide whistle. He didn't. You I should did. totally do that. You should do that. But it was uh, the week of the Saturday before Halloween and 10, 1030 at night. I found myself in not one, but two cemeteries in the middle of the cemetery. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> we had a blast. We we might have caught a little something on video. Just saying. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, do you have uh, yeah, uh, yeah. that recorded? We do. All right. Uh, so Jason uh, was using uh, goes. It was Melissa. Actually, it was my wife. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And the app you know, uses stick figures in case it like catches something. Yeah, people have and probably seen it. It catches like the form, the shape of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, there was a couple of folks in the graveyard. Well, was, uh, there was one Kevin. literally, Kevin was talking about a particular grave, about it being haunted. And as we were filming it, from the tombstone, like, laying down, it kept flashing the form of a person laying. at the. It was mm-hmm. very weird. Uh, but we had, a, we had a lot of fun. Kevin does tours throughout Cincinnati. Not just Kevin. Other people do them as well. Uh, they've been good to us in the past. They've, they've allowed us to do some filming and... And whatnot. So we like to give them the occasional shout out here. American Legacy Tours. If you're ever in the Cincinnati area, they're they're a fun little thing to do. You can go on tours, uh, all kinds of different tours, and learn a little bit about Cincinnati. So if you're ever in the area, give them give them a shout out and uh, check them out. So uh, is there anything else we want to uh, mention before we close this one out? Mm. No. Good. <laughs> There's a lot of mmms. <laughs> mm. All right. Somehow crash crash test them. <laughs> yeah, they were here this past summer. Again, girl was this girl. I can do weird out to that too. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So we are going to close out this show with Weird Al like we always do. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. We hope you come back. Please check out the playlist. And until next, we have the opportunity to speak to you. Fine, 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 fine. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Hit that button one more time. Stay oh, awesome, buddy. <laughs> I like that, too. That's pretty good, actually. <laughs> Said it ain't no joke. No joke. It's been a long day. Jay had a stroke. <laughs> Until next, we get to speak to you fine folks at home. Remember that. That's all, folks. Stay awesome. <laughs> Stay awesome. <laughs> there are times that you feel <sighs> like your head is guys. a big old bucket <laughs> filled with fuzzy dreams because you wish you were a Muppet. But you can't play the music And you can't light the lights And it's all you can do Just to make it through Any more of these lonely nights So you grab your bit of mixtape And you pop it in the slot And you scream two words along with all the nerds Cause right now it's all you've got